the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome in. Rob Black, everybody. I'm Rob Black, talking money, invested, and more. Do you want to talk investing? Do you want to talk money? Do you want to talk retirements and marriages? I strongly see this as your show. So don't be shy. Pick up the phone. Give me a call. We can talk about anything on your financial mind. College costs. Um, money in your 20s. Websites that you like. Websites that I like. You know, the Wall Street Journal, I think, is a must-read. The Financial Times is a must-read. If you can do The Economist, I think that's fantastic, but that's a little bit hardcore for some people. If you want to do something light, I think Business Week's fine. I don't think it's going to get you super wealthy, but it's going to start getting you to think about money issues. And that's important, playing the game. I think Bloomberg does a nice ch- uh, job. Uh, I would tune out CNBC. In the years that I've been doing this, I've never found any value add to CNBC. Uh, there's some eye candy. Like, that's the best possible thing that I can say. That's not very good. Um, you know, I don't really ever want to do a show that's like, I find Clark Coward vile. Here's how you should save, save money with coupons. Go to my website, clankhang.com. Like, I just find him annoying. He needs to go away. I'm not against you reading anything financial. I'd rather, like, if you're on a flight and you picked up the USA Today, skip the life section. Do we really need to know about Brad Pitt? Skip the sports section. You know, in the end, you don't own the team, and it's a business, and you're just a customer of a business. I know you're saying, but I love the Giants. Absolutely. You can love the home team, but you're just a customer to the business. So I don't get all that excited by it. Try reading, like, even in the USA Today, read the articles on in business. It's not going to kill you. Might actually help you a little bit. That's right. Educate yourself as much as you can, as often as you can. I always think that's a good decision when it comes to money and investing. I'm stunned by how many people don't take the time to learn things correctly. Um, I don't know. I really don't care about Lindsay Lohan. I care about money. And I, I kind of make fun of you. If you do care about Lindsay Lohan, I think you're probably going to work till the day you die is what it comes down to. Do I like watching her as a train wreck? Absolutely. Do I think you can learn it much from it? Not that much. So let's talk a little bit about money and investing. Let's talk a little bit about some of the top stories of the day. Um, there's no big major market story today. There's nothing that's rattling the world. There's uh, nothing shocking. There's nothing daring. There's It's summertime. 
We got the markets that are lower today. The Dow's down 64. NASDAQ down 31. The SP 500 down 10. Oil's down fractional. Oil's under $90 a barrel. Sweet. $90 a barrel seems to be the new norm in my life. I'm not quite sure if it's the new norm in your life, but that's where I see oil. You know, 85 to 95 is kind of the, that's where it should be. Gold's trading up three bucks an ounce today, sitting at fifteen sixty-six. The euro slightly higher, buck twenty-three. Anything under a buck twenty-eight is really showing you a lot of distress. I mean, it's showing you it's 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 collapsing, it's hurting. Ten-year Treasury. Oh my God! It sits at one point five eight. Mortgage rates are going lower. Like you possibly could see a thirty-year mortgage at three and a half percent if this is is continuing to play out. That's unheard of. That's telling you disasters down the road. That's telling you our economy is not doing well. Foreclosures count for 26% of first quarter home sales. Do we need to stop and think about that for a second? Process it, digest it. Foreclosures account for 26% of first quarter home sales. Huh. Ford is saying they're ready in for the first set of landmark pension buyouts. Jobless claims jumped to a five-week high today. But let's talk about that Ford story real quick. They're going to pursue its boldest attempt to tackle a nearly $50 billion risk to its business. It's going to begin offering lump-sum pension payouts to over 98,000 white-collar retirees. The voluntary buyout has the potential to lop off one-third of Ford's $49 billion pension liability, a move that could shore up the company's credit rating and their stock price. It's unclear with the Ford retirees and analysts, just how many people will gamble on the offer. So they're going to try to get people to say, hey, we've guaranteed you a pension until the day you die, or you can have a lump sum of money. Interesting. Since 2000, Ford's pension liability has increased by about 50%. See, pensions were a great idea back in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. They were a great, great idea of... How can we attain and retain top workers? And the answer was give them a pension because, you know, they'll work for us for 30, 40 years and they'll die five to 10 years after that. But now people are living longer and longer and longer and pensions have become kind of schizophrenic as far as an idea goes. It's just not quite proper. So Ford's going to play into that. Jobless claims jumped to a five-week high. That's probably the big economic data of the week. Uh, weekly applications for unemployment benefits rose to 383000 which is a five-week high. Um, any number under 400000 is good. So this is just a trend that we're going to feel a little uncomfortable with. Until we get above 400000 I'm not that stressed. We're still moving in the right direction. Is it ideal? No. Is it manageable? Absolutely. So some other stories out of note today. TiVo, their stock worth watching. The maker of digital video recording devices reported a quarterly loss of 17 cents. I know you're saying, TiVo, are they still publicly traded? The loss came amid rising litigation and marketing costs, even as subscriber numbers increased. TiVo is also forecasting a second quarter loss that's wider than analysts have been forecasting. <clears throat> I'd like to see TiVo acquired. Now, at one point in time, I thought TiVo was going to be acquired by Apple. TiVo had a beautiful interface. Apple has a beautiful interface. 
TiVo was a consumer product that everyone loved. Apple makes consumer products that everyone loves. But I was wrong. Apple's more geared towards, let's get the whole damn TV and not just a set-top box and not just a piece of hardware underneath it. They could put the interface in the, in the hardware. I was wrong. I thought it was going to happen. Lionsgate, here's damn interesting. Let's talk interesting. Lionsgate. They reported a first quarter loss. 17 cents. Now, they did the Hunger Games, and the Hunger Games made hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars, right? How did they have a loss? Well, the Hunger Games only came out in the last five days of the quarter, and they had a lot of marketing cost for the Hunger Games. So it wasn't as ideally timed as you would imagine, which means they're going to have a great second quarter. It's worthy of note. I own no shares of Lionsgate, but I'm interested in it. They also have Mad Men. I know you're saying Mad Men. Yeah, Mad Men. I've stopped watching. I'm no longer interested. I'm no longer intrigued. I basically burned out. I lost my zooby zooby zoo mojo. Forest Laboratories. They're responding to Carl Icahn's intention to nominate his own slate of directors, saying it's disappointing with Icahn's first chosen method of engagement. Icahn, he's he's kind of a bully investor. Bully, 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 bully. AM twelve twenty, KDW. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. I so wish that I had the ability to sing. I don't. Average interest rate on a 30 year mortgage sets a record low, this time at 3.75%. What's your mortgage at? I just got a mortgage at 3.8. And I was like, sweet! And I see the 3.75, and I got, like, mortgage envy. Because if you were to buy points down on that, you could probably get 3.6, 3.5. It's unheard of. And that will help our economy for 30 years out. It's worthy of a note. New Orleans won the lottery last night. Appears they're going to go with Anthony Davis. Was it karma, as Davis suggested, or something more sinister? Was there a ping pong ball conspiracy? I don't know. That I don't know. Anyhow, anyway, what do you want to talk about today? We can talk about anything that you want to financially talk about. That's the name of the game on this show. We can talk about stories on Wall Street. German debt rallies. German debt all maturities returned about 2.8% in May. It's best month this year. Interesting. Facebook down again. Given up 87 cents. It's now trades at $27.32. Joy Global. What does Joy Global do? They do mining equipment. They make stuff so we can go deep in the earth and get stuff. They're saying people are being cautious right now. 
So their shares are a little bit lower. Caterpillar, they make a lot of heavy-duty equipment. If you've ever been around the world, you know that the world needs more roads, more buildings, more airports. That's what Caterpillar does. They make big things that push dirt around. Kohl's shares down 5% today. I don't know if I've ever been in a Kohl's. They reported a 4.2% decline in same-store sales. Boy, this is negative news today, isn't it? What else do we have? Goldman Sachs sees a potentially significant opportunity in Europe as the continent's financial institutions shed assets amid sovereign debt crises around the whole Eurozone. Gary Cohen, who's Goldman's president and chief operating officer, he's saying, hey, look, there's a lot of you know panicking going on and there's some opportunities there. Total bank deleveraging will be about $2 trillion in Europe and Goldman's position taking advantage of opportunities rising from that. Interesting to think about that in those terms. Oil sitting on another loss, trading down to $87 and $37 a barrel, $87 and 37 cents a barrel. You and I will enjoy lower gasoline prices later this summer. Am I excited by that? No. Marriott International said today that they're going to buy Gaylord Entertainment's brand portfolio and management unit for about $210 million. Gaylord will continue to own its existing hotels, and Marriott will assume management of the properties. TJX Stores, owner of TJ Maxx, they said their same-store sales rose 8%. Total sales rose 10%. They also said that with above-planned sales in May, we now expect second-quarter earnings per share to be at the high end of previously estimated range. Fed banker today. Pinalto, Sandra Pinalto, she's out of the Bank of Cleveland, or the Cleveland region, which again, eh, I don't know what to say about that. Is Cleveland really a major city? You know, at one point in time in American history, Cleveland was a very major city. It's not so much today. But the U.S. economy is being held down by lack of demand and non-structural factors. U.S. economy is being held down by lack of demand. Quote was, my current assessment is the real economy continues to show considerable cyclical weakness. This assessment, along with my outlook for moderate growth and subdued inflation, calls for today's highly accommodative monetary policy. So she's explaining that, you know, again, why the Fed has kept interest rates as low as they have. She said, at this pace of growth, I expect it could take as long as four to five years for the unemployment rate to fall to 6%. Holy shnikes. That's a long time. You know, for the unemployment rate to fall to what would consider to be a good level, four to five years. Said inflation should run very close to the Fed's target of 2% through 2014. Nike, a company I love and adore. I love you, Nike. So last night I was in bed. Put my arm around a Nike shoe. I loved it. Cuddled up I wish it. I knew how to quit you. Thank you very much. I can't quit my Nike shoes. So, in fact, I had a conversation last night with Nike shoes. And uh, 
we're going to work it out. We're going to go to therapy. We're going to do everything we can to make sure the love is there. So Nike, a stock I clearly adore. They said they're going to sell its Umbro and Cole Haan brands. What? They want to focus clearly on its core Nike brand as well as its Jordan Converse and Hurley brands. The athletic shoe and clothing maker did not disclose the suggested price for the units. Cole Haan, they make leather footwear and bags. They purchased them in 1988. And Umbro, a maker of soccer clothing, they purchased in 2008. So, ultimately, uh, I'm not really sure why they're quitting them. I can't quit you. Nike's quitting Umbro. I don't know what to say to that. So Morgan Stanley's taken up a stake in the Smith Barney venture. Morgan Stanley advised Citigroup that it'll exercise its right to buy an additional 14% of the Morgan Stanley Smith Barney holdings. Could care less about that. Ooh, this is intriguing. U.S. first quarter GDP was revised down to a 1.9% annual rate in the first quarter, slower than the 2.2%. So, okay, that's really not that intriguing, is it? I just said GDP was revised lower, and you're like, you didn't fall off your seat. I'm not asking you to skydive. I'm asking you to fall off your friggin' fragging seat on occasion, okay? U.S. GDP is at 1.9% in the first quarter. And you're saying, why do I care? Yeah, I don't know if you should. Our economy can, you know, our stock market can work pretty good in a 2 to 4% GDP growth rate. We were at 2.2, we're at 1.9. Uh, it's a revision. Who really cares? I don't care. I didn't fall off my seat. I was just testing you. If you fell off your seat, then you're a loser. I wanted you to fall off your seat. I made you, I, I pushed you to fall off your seat. And then I said, if you fell off your seat, you're a loser. First quarter GDP revision is past performance, not indicative of future results. It's a historical way of looking at things. Like, uh, I'm looking at you in my rearview mirror. Well, that's not exactly much, is it? I love you. And I can't quit you. You can find me online at robblack.com. Twitter, Rob Black Show. YouTube, Rob Black Show. Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black. AM 1220, KDOW. If looks could kill, they probably will. In games without frontiers. War without tears. Games without frontiers. Call Rob Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Interesting article today in the USA Today just showing you... How we are as a society, a little on the repressed side. This story coming up is a little PG-13, so work with it. It's in the USA Today. Basically talking about how CVS, Walgreens, Kroger, Safeway, Target, and Walmart are now starting to offer adult toys on their on their shelves. There's been a huge push and a huge book, Fifty Shades of Grey, and it's a story about a young woman who meets a man who's a little bit into bondage and into, how shall we say, the darker side of love. I'm trying to dance around this story as 
conveniently as I can. We no longer have to go to a dot-com or a sex store. Durex is now selling vibrating rings, vibrators, Trojans in the business. It's big business. Sexperts are citing a combination of factors, including marketing that targets women, average women. They're tracing the societal changes to 1998 when a Sex in the City episode broached the subject of vibrators. In the early 2000s, Tupperware parties gave way to selling sex toys. People are a lot more comfortable, much more than ever, with the idea. And men's fragile eagles, egos are able to endure a little bit of variety. It's interesting to note, about 53% of women and 45% of men have used a vibrator. And yet this is something we couldn't find on our store shelves. So introducing this into a relationship, I think, could be pretty healthy and pretty normal. And finally, supermarkets and pharmacies and super centers are saying, look, we know what the average person wants, and we're going to deliver that product. I think that's a big day in America. I know you're saying, where does the story end, Rob? It, it doesn't really have an end. I brought it up in large part to, again, show you that sometimes stores do the right thing. Sometimes they figure us out, and they know what product to put in front of us. There was a lot of research that went into that story, believe it or not, and... You know, I guess there's a joke about, you know, like, hey, who got to do the research on that? I wish I could do that. But, you know, Walmart's not stupid. Walmart is known historically for understanding data. Long before you knew it, they were figuring out that you'd buy cat food on a Wednesday because your cat was out of food. And you'd only buy sneakers on a Saturday because you only get running on weekends. They started staffing their stores accordingly. Retail's pretty smart. The Speaking of retail, let's, let's change the topic ever so slightly. You know what I'm starting to see in retail is iPads. If you go into like a Macy's now, I've lost a considerable amount of weight and changed my body recently. I'm in pretty good shape for those of you who want to see me. I'm a good-looking man. I've got many, many fine leather-bound books. I'm kind of a big deal. I am kind of a big deal. Not kind of a big deal. I'm very important. I'm hugely important. That, that's an understatement. I'm humongously important. Anyway, um, so you're starting to see iPads in retail stores. You know where else you're also starting to see iPads? restaurants, which is pretty interesting. Uh, Maybe not necessarily the iPad, but the tablet. And, you know, these tablets are, you know, letting you take orders. They're keeping kids entertained. So we're starting to have electronic waiters. You could sit, order an appetizer, boom, it's on its way. So a growing number of restaurants, and this is a tough one to even call a restaurant. Chili's, Chili's really a restaurant. Like, isn't that an insult to the word restaurant? Is, like, McDonald's really a restaurant? So Chili's, Applebee's, and Chevy's 
Is it wrong to call them Chevy or Chevys? Chevy, Chevys, 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 Chevys. Anyway, a large number of uh, Chili's, Applebee's, and Chevys are now testing interactive computer screens at the table. You can see glossy pictures of your food. You can order menu items. You can pay a check without a waiter. I like the idea, except for the fact that, oh, it's going to be dirty. I don't really have a big problem with germs. Okay, I kind of have a big problem with germs. Please, please never shake my hand. Some of the devices offer video games, often for a fee, movie trailers, news articles. Device makers hope to charge liquor companies for ads and retailers for coupons. For couples and families, Restaurant Meals wants a place for leisurely conversation. It's just another place to look at email and games now. Restaurants are faced with either being outside the communication or trying to control that communication. So Applebee's is testing it. It's a little ziosk, as they refer to it, advice that lets diners order, pay, and play games. So paying a bill is a hassle for people. I don't know if you have children, but when you do have children, like when it comes time to pay a bill, you're like, uh, my kid just threw up. I need to check now. Stat. Right? You've seen parents freak out over bills. Five minutes for waiting a credit card transaction feels like 20. And then suddenly your, your experience at that restaurant feels damaged. So I don't know if it works or doesn't work, but it's, it's interesting to bring up, right? 52% of diners said they would use an electronic payment system. 31% are likely or very likely to use screens with games or internet access on tables. So the 21st century, we're now starting to get devices on our tables. Do you like the idea? Do you hate the idea? Pick a side. Stop being so, so flaky on me. This is a war. This is not a game. This is a war. So the stock market's plunging and all hope is lost. Just throwing that out at you. The devil's dancing around us right now. He's mocking us. The ice age it appears to be right around the corner. Europe. They're gone, they're done, they're finished. It's like the Middle Ages. I don't know what else to say. All hope will be crushed. How do you feel about that, huh? China? They're imploding. They're probably upping their nuclear arms at this point in time so they could fry us. The Ice Age thesis has been the roadmap for macroeconomic events for a while now. You know, equities look cheap now, but they're going to get cheaper and cheaper. Is it too late to sell everything? Probably not. Best investment going forward might be a shotgun and a love doll. I don't know. You tell me. Am I, have I gone too negative on us? Do you realize that I'm kidding a little bit? Oh, my. So Mayor Bloomberg's talking about taking away my big gulp. <laughs> the big gulp. Do you remember when you were young enough that a big gulp was like awe-inspiring? And then you get to the point where like it's just bladder busting. So do you want a giant soda at a Yankee game? Well, Mayor Bloomberg is saying he's going to go after it, I think. 
New York City is planning a ban on large sodas and other sugary drinks. New York City plans to enact a far-reaching ban on the sale of large sodas and other sugary drinks at restaurants, movie theaters, and street carts in the most ambitious effort yet to combat rising obesity. Basically, it's going to apply to anything over 16 ounces and sold for direct consumption. You'll still be able to buy your two-liter soda for home. It could go into effect as early as March. Michael Bloomberg, his mayor, mayoralty. What, what would you? His mayor, mayorness, his mayorosity, is famous for instituting an indoor smoking ban in all restaurants. A trans fat ban. So he's done pretty good stuff for the city of New York, but he's pretty health conscious as far as administration goes. And his quote out of his office was, obesity is a nationwide problem and all over the United States. Public health officials are wringing their hands. This is terrible. New York City is not about, you know, hitting you or beating you up. I think it's what the public wants, and that's what the mayor wants to do. So the ban would not apply to drinks with fewer than 25 calories per eight serving ounces, like zero-calorie vitamin waters and sweetened iced teas, as well as diet sodas. He wants to throw a tax on big gulps. And I say, I say do it. You know, you can't tax cigarettes anymore, so we might as well tax something else. And that's the whole thought here, is governments love taxes. They've never met a tax they like. I'm insulted by this. I hope you're insulted by this. It's just another way of saying, look, we want more of your money. Will it help obesity? Absolutely. Is that the true goal of it? I don't think so. Because in theory, I don't know. I, I guess I'm torn on this one. I don't like taxes. I, I think taxes on soda is, is insanity. So what's next? Broccoli? What What's next? It will be something. I was fine with it being cigarettes. I'm a little freaked out at soda. Again, I don't even drink soda, so who am I to like cry about this? AM 1220, KDOW. I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at robblack.com. Twitter. Tweet me at, at Rob Black Show. Find me at YouTube at Rob Black Show or Rob Black Show. I don't like the look of it. AM You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. There's a big story rumor, and there could be truth in this rumor, I don't know, that in about 10 days, Apple's going to run a conference, developers conference. There's rumor that that's where they're going to unleash the source code for developers for the TV. That would get people pretty pumped. We know we're going to get a new operating system. We know we're going to get some new Mac Thin, Mac Mobiles, Mac Computer something, Mac Minis, I don't know. But uh, yeah, the big rumor is that they're going to do some sort of source code with the TV. It's kind of exciting. 
HP just hired a new vice president of software from outside the company to help fix all their problems. Good luck with that. I know this sounds cruel of me to say, but Meg Whitman is an unfortunate-looking person. I'm not going to say the word ugly because that's just... It's not in my lexicon of language. She's just unfortunate-looking. I'm not her husband, but if I were, I would be moving on. I would say, Meg, lay off the donuts. Some people are questioning whether Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg should take a brief break from his honeymoon to address concerns of the company's plummeting stock price and selective disclosure controversy. Larry Ellison thinks Facebook could eventually become bigger and more important than Google. He also admits he used to be a little obsessed with using the social network. There's a big all things digital conference going on right now. Microsoft's own blog accidentally scooped the company's big Windows 8 preview release, which is actually kind of funny. I don't know. There's just the stories that are out there today. Just I'm not going to say they're not shocking me. It's just it's kind of boring summertime stories. Like I think I'm going to have to take my game up a notch. And you know, first hour I talked to little vibrators at Walmart. Like tomorrow I'm going to have to like go heavy duty into like some sort of like dark area of the world just to continue to notch the stories that make you stay and entertain and not flip the channel to listen to another freaking Fragon Adele song. So the GDP data revised downward more than expected. Past performance, we don't really care about it. Crude oil hits a new 2012 year low. Yay! Boo. I can't make up my mind on that one. On one level, I want oil around $100 a barrel because it tells you the world economies are working. On the other hand, I want it as low as possible because I drive a lot. Can't decide which one. Nothing is working well today. It's a bad day. It's probably a good day to sell everything and just hibernate, get in a hole, at least start scoping where you're going to live when when the end comes. You need to know your end game now. Weekly initial jobless claims climbed unexpectedly. Euro is ticking higher against the dollar. Which is kind of interesting. You know, was, this has been a weird week. On Monday, we all knew Spain was having problems and the market rallied. And then on Tuesday, the market's like, oh, did you see that news from Friday, Saturday, Sunday about Spain? We better sell off today. Interesting stuff. What's going on in Europe will eventually happen here. If we don't start to fix our problems sooner rather than later. The Dow's down 91, the Nasdaq's down 31, the SP 500 down 12. Oil's under $88 a barrel. 10 year Treasury, and again, I'm freaked out by this. This is probably like the one thing that's. This is. I'm going to go to Walmart and buy a shotgun today. This is what I see. The 10 year Treasury at under 2% is a flag. The 10 year Treasury at 1.5%. I'm not going to say that scares the bejesus out of me. What's the bejesus? I don't know. It's, it's, I think it's a black liquid that flows through my veins. But the 10-year treasury at 1.5% is telling you that borrowing costs are so cheap. Like right now, our, our government should say, we're going to borrow $10 trillion from ourselves, and we're going to fund our, our government for the next 100 years because money is this cheap. They're not going to do it, but 
it would be nice if they did. I know you're saying, but if they did it, if they borrowed a trillion dollars at a 10 year bond, don't they have to pay it back? And don't they get it at 10 years? Yeah, I know. So there's a flaw in my story, but you get the idea. Stocks are going lower. Ultimately, uh, the jobless numbers. ADP showed uh, privately, ADP shows private employers, not public employers. Uh, they created 133,000 jobs in the month of May, fewer than expected. There was 148,000 new claims for unemployment benefits. You add that up in tomorrow. Yeah, is it tomorrow? Hell yeah, it's tomorrow. Unemployment Friday. It's better than Aloha Friday. We're going to get to see unemployment numbers tomorrow. Energy-related stocks are the worst performers today. You're seeing the OSX, which is the oil service index. Losing about 2% as a group. Schlumberger. Schlumberger, if we want to use the French enunciation. They're a big loser today. European Central Bank increased pressure for a joint fund to guarantee bank deposits in the Eurozone. Target, they're up about 1%. They posted better than expected May same-store sales. Sienna, they're up about 7% after the network equipment company posted a surprise second-quarter profit. Joy Global, they're down 7%. They said that they expect a moderate order rate going forward in the next few quarters. So no one's really getting all that pumped or that excited. Pump up the volume. I know you're saying, did you just say that out loud? I might have. Amazon got the patent on an electronic gift giving, which is kind of cool. It's a big part of their business. Specifics of the invention could spell more patent trouble for Facebook. Facebook just spent a reported $80 million on a karma science, the maker of a social gift giving app. Social gift giving is a big money making opportunity for Facebook. You're listening to AM 1220. Hey, Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. Please don't be shy. This is your show. At least I like to pretend that it is. I'm not totally sure that it is. We can talk about anything financial that you want to talk about. Investing, college, saving, you tell me, and I I promise you, I'm here for you. Talk about credit cards. I'm not against credit cards. One thing that I'll try never to do is try to insult your intelligence. I think debt is part of our lives. 
and I'm okay with it. I hope you're okay with it. You want to raise your credit score? I want to raise my credit score. For some reason, psychologically, it's important to us. You pay your bills on time. That helps. You try to wipe out your entire balance every month. That doesn't help. Consumers are very much so in the dark about what makes their scores go up and down. There's been so many people over the years who just don't understand what goes into credit scores. It turns into like an old wives' tale. Consumers understand that credit utilization ratio, which is the total amount of revolving credit someone uses a month compared to the amount available, is a major factor. But did you know that it's often calculated from the total on the statement date, not the due date? So there's little things here and there that you need to know that will dramatically change your credit score. I really don't care about my credit score. I've got a mortgage. I need a new car at some point in time. I need a fast car that goes from zero to 60 and looks pretty or makes me look pretty. I like feeling pretty. So yeah, I guess at some point in time, I'm going to have to have good credit so I can get that new vehicle. You know, the balance of your last statement date is the balance that will report to the bureaus. So if you pay most of the bill before the statement date, you can lower your utilization rate and that can equal a higher score. How much you owe is 30% of your score. Did you know that? If you're one of those folks who charges a balance every month but pays it off and can't understand why your score isn't higher, it could be that your utilization radio is what's depressing you. Another way to lower the balance on your statement date is to make periodic payments throughout the month. If you use your card throughout the week for everyday expenses and pay it off every Friday, you'll cut the amount of your credit you're using at any given time. Basically, the lower balance on your credit report, the better. What you need to know is your card could place a limit on the number of times you can pay in a month, which is ridiculous, but it's true. If you have only one or two bad marks on your credit, you may be able to get them expunged. So let's say you've paid late but have an otherwise spotless credit history. You can ask your lender for a goodwill deletion. It doesn't mean it's wrong or was reported incorrectly. Essentially, what you're doing is asking the creditor to cut you some slack. So let's say you have a mortgage with Flagstar. There was that month that you didn't quite open your mail. There was the mortgage payment. You thought you sent it in. It sat on the window. You sent it in. There's no stamp on it. You could say, like, look, guys, you know, in five years I've had one late. I'm sorry. Can you expunge that for me? And they might do it. But if you're habitually late, they won't do it. If you have two or three bad things on your credit report, you can get one or two removed. Your score will go up heavily. You need to try some of this stuff. And yes, it takes a couple minutes out of your busy day. And no, you won't be able to watch Jersey Shore uninterrupted. Polly Walnuts, whatever his name is. I don't know. If you have an account that's gone into collection, sometimes collectors will agree to remove the debt from your credit report if you agree to pay it off. It's humiliating. Coming out of college, I had a little bit of credit card debt. I think we all do. 
I quickly paid it off. But before I did, I was a little schizophrenic. So credit tours or collection agencies will stop reporting your bad credit if you pay them. And it's called pay for deletion. And while credit bureaus frown on that arrangement, it's it's not up to them. Get a letter on a company letterhead that spells out that they will remove the debt from all three major credit report agencies. Pay it off. So one of the weird things about credit is you have to have credit in order. You have to use credit to have a credit, good credit score. It's ludicrous to talk about. But you do. Um, so, for instance, if I'm going to buy a house next year, I might go to Best Buy and buy a TV on a Best Buy credit card, even though I don't like the Best Buy credit card. And even though I don't really need to buy it on credit, I might do it just to show that, hey, Rob Black can pay his bills on time. Rob Black on Rob Black. Black on Black. I've got four brothers. At one point in time, we wanted to start a law firm, Black, Black, and Black. We were going to compete with the other law firm in the town, do we screw them and how? But we never set up Black, Black, and Black, so I never went to law school. I've got two brothers who are lawyers. I know you're saying, fascinating, Rob. Please tell me more. Got a sister who's a music teacher. I was born a poor black child. The Fair Credit Reporting Act gives you the ability to get a free annual credit report. You can go to annualcreditreport.com. If you've never done this, do this. I was stunned and fascinated by my credit report. I was shocked when I did my first free credit report to learn that a jewelry store, I had a line of credit at a jewelry store, and you're saying, Rob, did your identity get stolen? Did someone, like, you would never buy a woman jewelry. You would buy her, like, a cubic zirconium. Like, a woman would never know the difference between a fake diamond and a real diamond, right? Absolutely. I highly recommend fake diamonds for most of America, except for, hold on, let me speak to my women audience right now. You, my women audience, you deserve nothing but the best diamonds and gold. I will get it for you. I will hand deliver it for you from the mines of South Africa. I will make sure that some poor Nigerian child has his arm cut off so that you can have your blood diamond. No, no, no. Okay, internal editor on. Lovely ladies, you deserve diamonds and jewelry. I will get it for you. Okay, men, men audience. Buy her keep her custodian. She'll never know the difference. She'll never know the difference. Buy her costume jewelry. She'll never know the difference. And if she does, just go, oh my God, I can't believe that jeweler traded it out on me. Just have your excuse ready for when it comes. Okay, so real quick, back to me. Ladies, I'll buy you any jewelry you want. I'm the only man on the planet. Pay attention to me. Okay, so um, credit report, credit report, credit report. Annualcreditreport.com. So I had a jewelry store on my credit report that goes all the way back to when I was 16 years old. Now, why would a jewelry store give a 16-year-old who, yeah, I scooped ice cream. Yeah, I built computers. I had a job. I waited tables. Why would they give a 16-year-old credit at a jewelry store? Doesn't that sound insane now? 
I love you. AM 1220 KDOW. You can find me online at robblack.com. Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. Rob Black Show. Uh, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Facebook group page, I hate Rob Black. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I would prefer that most of you build a strong mutual fund or exchange-traded fund portfolio versus a stock portfolio. There's a lot of ABCs involved in mutual funds. There's a lot of things that you may get freaked out by. And I don't want that. I want you to be patient. I want you to focus on categories of mutual funds. I want you to look at expenses of mutual funds. I met with a military man recently, and he gets to work with USA because he's in the military. And USA is like one of the greatest companies in the world. They offer pretty cheap car insurance, pretty cheap homeowner's insurance, renter's insurance. They offer cheap mutual funds. And that's cheap mutual funds. It matters. You know, you don't have to pay for that super high-rise New York City marbled mutual fund. You don't have to, and you shouldn't. I think mutual funds are wonderful for the average investor. Mutual funds pull your money together with other investors to buy stocks. And typically there's someone in charge, like me, who says, I'm going to pick the stocks for you. And, you know, all hundred of you trust me. With that said, that's an actively managed mutual fund. Then there's passively managed mutual funds that will just buy tech companies, the top 100 tech companies, or the top 100 Russian companies. It may be called the Russian mutual fund or the technology mutual fund. Professional managers choose the investments in actively traded funds. And indexes choose the decisions in index funds. You tie yourself to an index of something. It could be banking stocks or regional banking stocks. And it will typically be called the regional banking stock mutual fund. It's not going to be a fancy name. If it's actively managed, you might pay a 1.5% in fees. Owning stocks isn't cheap. You're buying pieces of corporations. Okay? So you have to pay to play. 1.5% doesn't sound unreasonable. You go to a restaurant, you pay 15% in tip, right? So 1.5% to own corporations, you get it. Long story short, if I can do a long story short, you don't really want to pay over 1.5% for anything. That's when it's starting to become robbery. The nice thing about mutual funds is investment objectives are clear. Oh, and for index funds, you can pay as little as 20 basis points. 100 basis points equal 1%. So 1.5% is 150 basis points. 20 basis points is fractions. It's one-fifth of 1%. That's awesome because your money is your money and you're, you're 
you don't have to overpay to buy an index fund because any idiot could buy an index fund. Like an index fund is just, like I said, the, there's no manager involved. The decisions are just being made based on a basket of, of something else. Mutual fund share prices are priced daily. There's something called a net asset value. So if a mutual fund owns 20 stocks, all at five bucks, it might price at a hundred bucks. Like it depends on how many shares are outstanding of the mutual fund. So the value of a fund is expressed in terms of its net asset value divided by the number of shares outstanding because net asset value rises and falls with market prices of mutual fund holdings. A mutual fund will reprice every day. Now there's something called exchange traded funds, which is kind of like a mutual fund, but better. With a mutual fund, let's say you buy into the Fidelity Freedom Fund. Oh, no, no, let's, let's do something. Let's, the Fidelity Contra Fund, and it's up 10% every year for the last 10 years. You might be buying into capital gains that you never incurred because you just bought it today, but over the last 10 years, it's averaged 10% return. So at some point in time, the mutual fund manager may sell some of those stocks, and he has to pay capital gains on that. So mutual funds don't really work for me as much as exchange-traded funds do. I'm not saying mutual funds don't work for me, but I prefer exchange-traded funds. Are you with me? Because if you're not with me, you're against me. So the nice thing about mutual funds is the objectives are very clear. You get a piece of the profits. A fund makes money from dividends and interest on the securities that it owns, capital gains. Virtually all income left after payment of management fees and other expenses is distributed to the shareholder, which is awesome. Funds have a combination of shareholder services that are hard to beat. You can do like a minimum $500 to $1,000. And you can start owning pieces of great companies for 500 bucks. That's all your account has to be. You get instant diversification, which, trust me, diversification is much more important than being right. I would much rather you have a diversified portfolio and tonight go make love, sweet love to your partner. How about this? Turn off the TV, turn off the phone, and talk to your partner. Diversify your stocks in a mutual fund and talk to your partner. Remember how beautiful she once was. Try to forget through many alcoholic beverages how hard and cruel and how her hormones have changed after birthing your children and how the age on her face makes her look like her mother. Love your partner. Diversify your portfolio. Diversify your stocks. Automatically reinvest. Automatically invest. That's the beauty of of mutual funds and exchange-traded funds. You can set up an investment plan that says, for, and it doesn't even have to be a retirement plan. You can have like $500 a month go into a mutual fund. And you know what? In 10 years, you're going to be, you're going to go, I got a lot of money. In, in 20 years, you're going to be like, whoa. In 30 years, like, I'm going to buy a house in Tahoe. Sweet. And again, you're going to look at your partner and you're going to go, man, age has done you bad. I need a new partner. Personally, I think spouses should be replaced every 10 years. But that's only my own personal craziness, bias, opinion. Please don't let that affect your own marriage. Um, You can have a mutual fund. Get this. You can buy a mutual fund that is an income fund, and it'll pay you 2 to 4%. And if it's like a crazy income fund, like an an income, 2 to 4% is pretty doable. So you put in $100, it pays you 2 to $4 a year. I know you're saying that's not a lot. Yeah, it is. 
It is. Your money makes money. Your money makes little baby monies, and your little baby monies can make more baby monies because your $100 will turn into $104, and your $104 will turn into $105. Income mutual funds are a beautiful thing. Now, you got to watch for sales loads. Like, for instance, there's something called the American funds, which are horrific sales load funds. 5.75% just to buy it. Okay, so your $100 is really only $94.25. That's too much. You're paying too much to buy that. Now, they're great funds once you own them, but they're very expensive to buy into. And there's other mutual funds that you don't have to do that. Um, I can probably make a portfolio of five mutual funds and be done and go make love, sweet love to my partner. You could probably do that. And for the record, I'm not talking about really making love, sweet love to a partner. I'm just saying it's a hypothetical for you, okay? It's trying to say, pay attention. It's not that difficult. And we make it more difficult than it is. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in, Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black. So I opened up my Groupon. Who wants to get a massage with me in Redwood City today? So far, 30 massages have been bought. 79 bucks. But it's only a 60-minute massage. And you know what I say about 60-minute massages? Don't even bother. If you're not going to do 80 minutes, 60 minutes is just for the ghetto. In the ghetto. I know you're saying, Rob, I hope you fail. I hope you collapse. I hope you lose everything you've ever bought and invested in and end up in the ghetto. Would that be ironic? No. It would be a coincidence. Most people don't know what irony is. They just assume that coincidences are ironic. And they're not. You know, my therapist said something to me yesterday that freaked me out. She said that I was serious. I'm like, me? Do you know who I am? I eat people like you for breakfast, lady. She called me serious. That really bothered me. I don't know. Okay, let's talk about some model portfolios because we've been talking a little bit about mutual funds. I know you're saying you're, you see a therapist. Let's talk a little bit more about that. I've been in therapy for many, many years because I'm kind of a big deal. I'm kind of powerful. And I always want to make sure that I'm doing the right thing. So I always have that little second opinion. And yeah, I'm a little on the crazy side. I, I, I totally admit that. If you're a long way away from college or a long way away from retirement, or a long way, or you just want income. There's different portfolios for different needs, okay? So I can't tell you what to do. If I were to say, are you 20-something or 30-something years old, and I need a retirement portfolio, easy. Done. Are you going to go need the money to go to school in 5, 10 years for your kids, college? That's a different portfolio. Are you going to need income? 
it's that that's an easy one. Like income, I like the Vanguard dividend growth. Expense ratio is about three tenths of one percent. It's ticker symbol VDIG X. It's a large company stock fund. Company invests in low debt, high return on equity. Growing their dividends. It's not the world's toughest thing to analyze. Johnson and Johnson, Microsoft are some of the names in it. Now, again, if I'm going to do a portfolio, I'm not going to do just one or two mutual funds. I'm going to do four or five. So for income, for instance, I do the math, Matthews Asia dividend. I do the Vanguard dividend growth. I do the Fidelity New Markets income. I do the Loomis Sales bond fund. I do the Harbor bond, the Vanguard short-term investment grade. Now, I threw one in there, the, Mat- the Matthews Asia Dividend. It's an international stock fund. You got two managers managing high growth, but they're going after volatile regions of the world, which I don't honestly know. I'm afraid of Asia. I won't go to Asia. I'm just freaked out by the, the food choices. So you're not going to catch me hanging out in China anytime soon because I think I might be eating dog or cat. I once saw an episode on, on HBO something. It was horrific. They're showing just how they, they cook cats and they throw a cat in a, a, a vat, a fryer, and the basic. It was horrific. Like, I can't go to Asia. I'm afraid of the food there. I know you're saying, grow up, get some gonads. Okay, maybe down the road. But anyway, the Matthews Asia Dividend Fund, they will go to Asia, they will figure out. You know, different time horizons and level of risks. I love it. 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 As far as income goes, expense ratio is a little bit on the high side, but you're getting a bigger return as well. And again, I can't possibly analyze every type of stock on the planet. I admit that. I think there's something like 10,000 dialects in India. I just made that up. It could be. Five, it could be ten, it could be ten thousand. I don't know. But you build a portfolio differently. Like I would overweight in an income portfolio, the Vanguard dividend growth. I would underweight the the Matthews Asia dividend fund. I would do very short term bonds. Uh, I don't see any reason to go long term. Not in this market. Not with these rates. I'd use a real return strategy. There's a uh, Harbor Commodity Real Return Strategy Fund that I think is lovely. Ticker symbol HACMX. It gives you a much different exposure to commodities and inflation-protected bonds. I like that. It protects me from inflation. Again, consult a broker advisor before taking action on any stocks mentioned on the show. But you get the idea of what I'm trying to mention here. There's different portfolios. Again, if I if you're twenty something, thirty something, I'd start you know divvying up the pot five ways: large cap, mid cap, small cap, international, and some sort of income. And yeah, I'd start twenty percent each because that's mathematically you're trying to accumulate assets when you're younger. Later, you try to manage them, but early on, you try to accumulate them. So. Don't beat yourself up. Don't make it too difficult for yourself. Which is what I find most people do. They make it too difficult. The best way to save money, in my opinion, is through a 401k. If it's offered to you at your work, you should take it. 
if you work for a nonprofit, it might be a 403B. If you work for the state or you work uh, as a teacher, it might be a 457. These are supplemental retirement plans for Social Security. Every one of us needs to max those babies out. 10 to 15% of our salary. If you're doing 3%, you're going to work till the day you die. And you're one accident away from getting into financial trouble. A 401k represents a way to reduce risks. It, it also reduces your taxable income. Contributions come out of your pay before taxes are withheld. A lot of plans include a matching, and some people only do up to the matching, and they're just ignorant. They should do full 15% and then go make love, sweet love to your partner that's tonight. And then when you're 60 and you're going to have a lot of money, you could tell your partner, even though you're old and, and, and time has ravaged your body, let's go to Egypt and rekindle the fire. And then you're in Egypt and like there's riots that break out, and like suddenly you're like, hey, this is kind of zesty. My wife looks good while she's running away from people trying to kill her. The federal limit on annual pre-tax 401k contributions is on the rise. In 2012, the maximum is 17000 If you're older than, older than 50, which means you're old, it's 22500 bucks. Any sort of contribution that your employer makes is free money. That's awesome. Taking money out of a 401k before retirement is expensive. Don't do it because you have to pay a 10% penalty. So your 401k is not meant for play money. It's not meant for, I'm going to take some time off from work and sit on my butt and watch Sally Jesse Raphael. I know you're saying, who's Sally Jesse Raphael? Okay, it's my generation, not your generation. Okay, you're going to sit on your butt and watch Rick Lake. Okay, no, no, no. You're going to sit on your butt and watch Tyra Banks. Tyra. I love Tyra. She's got that attitude that I find awesome. When you set up your 401k investments, I prefer that you go more stocks and bonds. Because you're young. The downside on 401ks is that you're limited to the choices your employer offers you. And for instance, I got an email recently from one of my crazy listeners, Tony. He says, some of the funds that track major indices are now down to one, five basis points. He says, really good. I love that. Really good. He says, I recall my 401k HR director. We only had eight choices. And the costs were between 0.8 basis points or 80 basis points to 2%. Just under 1% to 2%. He said, bunch of idiots that negotiated these funds for our company. You know, most of the HR people don't know anything about investing. And they really shouldn't be in HR. And if they are in HR, they should learn a little bit about investing. I work for a major television station. Okay, it's not a major television station. It's, okay, it's a glorified college television station. It's okay. It's not even a glorified college. It's it's public access. I work for a public access television station, Channel Four Cron. Watch me today at five forty-five. Um, which, by the way, I'm going to be doing morning television there, probably as early as next week. But that's a whole other story for a whole other day. But anyway, um, 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 yeah, RJR person, you know, they invite the the reps in from like J.P. Morgan. Like, you're going to get a bunch of douches talking to employees who basically are a bunch of douches who. And when I say douche, I'm just basically saying, you know, these guys that have pretty shirts and pretty suits, and they basically take our dreams and crush them um, for what it's worth. You know, it's I don't mind young kids having jobs and young kids wearing nice shirts. I just don't want them giving me any sort of investment advice. I'm a little bit picky on that. Okay, so back to the 401ks. Um if you do retire early for whatever reason, you can do what's called a 72T. And I think the 72T was kind of like a, 
a tip of the hat to AT&T because a lot of managers were forced into retirement in the 80s, so they came up with that T rule, which basically means you could start taking money out early. I don't recommend it, but you can. Some employers let you leave money in your 401k when you retire, which is nice. In a 401k, you get immediate tax breaks because contributions come out of your paycheck before taxes withheld. You get that t- potential free matching. You get tax-deferred growth, meaning you don't pay taxes each year on capital's gains or on dividends or on some other distributions. So if you make $117,000 a year and you put 17000 into your 401k, you actually only pay taxes on 100000 That's awesome. Federal taxes, of course, are what we're talking about. Now, our government's talking about potentially taking this away from us. And if they do, well, I don't know. I wish our politicians rewarded people who saved. Period. If you want to penalize people who consume, that's fine. But don't penalize savers. AM 12. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I've been doing a series of shows now where clearly I think I'm going to die or something because I'm trying to give you all the good content that I have. I got nothing else. I'm out of content. That's not true. That's not true. Stick with me for one more segment. The ABCs of investing are a lot easier than we make them out to be. And in large part, it's a high-paying job. And I want to keep my job, and I want to continue to like, confuse you to think that I'm smarter than you. That's the, the, the name of the game in the world of finances. I don't know if you've ever met with a financial person, but you know they typically have a pretty nice office, and they, they pretty much so enjoy it. To get to where you want and where you want to get is a fully funded retirement. So from age 60 to 100, you don't have to eat at Applebee's. And trust me, eating at Applebee's is a luxury for most retirees. The amount of people who end up in poverty is insane. And the amount of women who end up in poverty is even worse. Women outlive men. They need more money in retirement than men do because they outlive us. When I die, I hope I've got $1 left. You need to set priorities. You need to make a budget. You need to understand the banking and investment world isn't going to screw you if you do it right. I prefer you go with mutual funds until you get $100,000. Then once you have $100,000, if you want to put $10,000 in one stock, that's fine. I tend to find most people don't know what the hell they're doing in stocks, and they tend to lose money, and then they tend to say, oh, I'm bitter, I'm jaded, I don't want to do this again. And what you need to look at is, look at the last 40 years on Nike. Look at the last 40 years on McDonald's. Look at the last 40 years on Visa, even though they haven't been publicly traded for 40 years. Look at it. Look at the last 40 years on Bank of America, and you want stuff like that. I know you're saying, I don't want Bank of America after the last 40 Sometimes you have to take the bad with the good. And if you bought it right and sold it right, you, you did very well. You have a baby. A baby's going to cost you between... Two hundred fifty to three hundred fifty thousand dollars from age zero to seventeen. If you live in the ghetto, about one hundred seventy thousand. Diapers aren't cheap. Private school, for, not cheap. 
college is going to be probably another $250,000 in today's dollars. So babies aren't cheap. Babies are wonderful and babies are great and they add huge social value to our life. But they drain our pocketbooks. Just keep that in mind. You got a plan for retirement. Hiring financial health is a little bit on the tricky side. And what do I mean by that? There's a lot of people who look like they're financially savvy and smart that aren't. I would never go to an insurance guy to buy an investment. Just call me stupid. Like, isn't that as obvious as the nose on my face? By the way, every moment you're alive and looking outside your eyeballs, you can see your nose. And that's why it's as obvious as the nose on your face. So anyone can call themselves a financial expert. There's only one designation that I find to be worth the money. Certified financial planner. Stockbroker? No. That means they can buy and sell stocks. It doesn't mean they know anything about the future. It just means they can buy and sell. They could broker a deal between buying and selling stocks. Insurance agent? Yeah, I have an insurance agent for my insurance. Actually, I don't even have an agent. I use USAA. I have an 800 number. Um, if you are going to hire someone financially, interview a couple people. And if the person makes your skin crawl, don't use them. If it's not a person you have over in your backyard barbecuing, don't use them. Check their credentials. Get references. Express yourself when you work with a financial expert. And again, the only expert I would hire myself is a CFP. The only expert I would send to my mother is a CFP. Know what they're selling. What sort of product do they have? Are they selling you know, mutual funds? Well, there's a big difference between Vanguard and Fidelity mutual funds, which are the NTD Ameritrade funds. There's a huge difference between those and American funds. I would never put you in an American fund, but absolutely, positively, 100%. I would put you uh, in a Fidelity fund or a Vanguard fund. You know, designations really creep me out. I think the best is certified financial planner. Sometimes I'll hear people who refer to themselves as like, a certified senior specialist. There's no such thing. But you you meet with them and they have a business card that says certified senior specialist, which is for the record, one of my favorite tricks to do to women. I know you're saying, please don't go there. Please don't go there. But one of my listeners said, you know, I'm not you, Rob. I don't have a cool job. I can't brag about how much money I have. So when I go to Vegas, I, I print up phony business cards, like executive lawyer for Facebook. So when they do meet the honeys, they could show them, you know, their awesome job, which really isn't an awesome job. But I found that funny. I don't know. There's something funny and evil, right? Anyway, totally digressing. Um, I don't want to use an accountant for an investor or for investment decisions because they're accountants. Yeah, they can, you know, do my taxes. I don't want to use a registered investment advisor. I used to be a registered investment advisor, and I don't even like them. Because as an RIA, we didn't take the time to get to know your circumstances. Are you a 30-year-old single woman? Are you a 60-year-old single woman? Are you, I don't know, a married couple with big income? Are you about to be laid off? That's where registered investment advisors fail, is that 
they don't really do the CFP handholding. They don't really get to know the client. I would never use a broker. Financial analysts, I love CFAs. But with that said, it's I think they complement a CFP. Um, I'm all out of content. I'm all out of time. I'm out of love. I have no place to go. Please, someone love me. You can find me at line, robblack.com, robblack.com, Twitter, Rob Black Show, Facebook, I Hate Rob Black, YouTube, Rob Black Show. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Great party, huh? Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.